June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes, like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this Deep Sales, and we've built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com trial. That is linkedin.com slash trial for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash trial and get started. Pickaxe attack by a woman wearing a formal skirt. A six-week-old infant was sleeping on the other side of those windows. Questions? Questions, anyone? Then, the great debate that could change everything. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. I found it extremely hard to watch. He should not have been out there. What this doctor is saying today. Plus, the Green Goblin Gang. Sudden acts of violence. What's it really like to ride the New York City subway system these days? I've been here nearly one hour and I haven't seen a single police officer. And the Cold War era fallout shelters that still exist today. Complete with supplies, medicines and food rations from 60 years ago. And worldwide jitters over a potential dirty bomb attack. Then the verdict is in for the Holiday Parade Massacre suspect. Guilty, guilty, guilty. After all his nutty behavior in the courtroom. Burn in hell, you piece of Plus, the eight-year-old kid climbing Yosemite's El Capitan. It's gonna be awesome, right? Yep. But is he too young? Then, beachside proposal gone wrong. Will they ever find their engagement ring? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi and today for Deborah, we begin with terrifying video. A well-dressed woman armed with a pickaxe goes berserk, smashing windows of a home in an upscale neighborhood, while a frightened grandmother inside took cover with a six-week-old baby. Horror in this upscale neighborhood. A woman wielding a pickaxe smashes in windows. Behind the windows, a newborn baby is sleeping. That scream is from the infant's grandmother who's babysitting. It's a terrifying attack. The assailant, armed with the axe, is wearing a fancy floral skirt. Cops say she's 65 years old. 
She returns with her axe not once, not twice, but three times to this home in Pasadena, California. Questions? And listen to this threat. Questions, anyone? I'll be back. Get out. Here's Jim Murray. Today, eight broken windows behind me are boarded up. The family who just moved in and put their life savings into their dream home now says they're too frightened to come back. My wife, my kid can't even come home. They're terrified they don't want to come home. He says if it weren't for the quick-thinking grandmother, it would have been much worse. She immediately grabbed the baby, and then as she looked up, she sees this crazy lady with a massive pickaxe about to swing it again. If she was five seconds late, my daughter would no longer be with us. Look at the giant shards of glass in the baby's bassinet. The axe-wielding woman lives here just around the corner. A neighbor told me she appears to have mental health issues and sometimes screams obscenities at all hours of the day. After a 30-minute standoff, cops arrested Beverly Baker. Police say the attack appeared to be random and that the woman was having some sort of mental health crisis. The woman was arrested on felony vandalism charges. It was one of the most highly anticipated debates leading into the midterms. Republican Dr. Oz versus Democrat John Fetterman, both vying for Pennsylvania's critical Senate seat. But the elephant in the room was clearly Fetterman's health as he continues to show after effects of a stroke he suffered. Stephen Fabian has the fallout. It's the it's most anticipated face-off of the midterm yeah. election. Dr. Right. Oz versus John Fetterman, who is still recovering from a stroke last May that nearly killed him. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together. How would he do against the slick TV star? Hi. Good night, everybody. Fetterman stumbled right out of the gate, and it soon became clear his recovery still has a long way to go. Uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking. He struggled at times to find the words to express himself. It's about supporting and helping, you know, young earners, excuse me, young, young, uh, young, you know, students. That was hard to watch. TV pundits from both sides of the aisle were taken aback. What we saw today was someone who is not ready to be in office. He was flustered. He was confused. Uh, he, he should not have been out there. We spoke to CBS News correspondent Robert Costa. For those who have dealt with people who have had strokes, maybe a family member, maybe a friend, seeing someone with auditory processing issues like Fetterman experienced last night at the debate, it wasn't that surprising. This is what happens when you're recovering from a stroke. But for those who haven't dealt with a stroke, then it could be a jarring experience. The Democratic contender's supporters put a positive spin on it. I think John did really well. When you consider what he has been through. The Philadelphia Inquirer's opinion writers say Fetterman actually beat Oz. And in the hours following the debate, he raised $1 million in donations. Fetterman insisted on putting the questions on big screens. It was requested by John Fetterman to help him process the questions that we are asking him tonight. But still, he struggled. It's hard to watch somebody recover in the public eye. Uh, and it's also hard to watch somebody try and recover under this set of circumstances. It is uh, a lot of high pressure. This is a high stakes race. Uh, the balance of power in the Senate could rest on Pennsylvania. 
Oz never directly addressed his opponent's health issues, but made this remark. Obviously, I wasn't clear enough for you to understand this. We asked a neurologist, Dr. Sanam Hafiz, to assess Fetterman's performance. I think he did well, because I think most people after, after a stroke are just learning to do the most basic of things. This man got up in front of the whole country and debated an, another intelligent, Government formidable County, opponent. So it's about supporting... The midterm election is now just 13 days away. After just a few hours of deliberations, a jury has found the defendant guilty of fatally mowing down six people at a holiday parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. The three-week trial was among the most bizarre we've seen, with Daryl Brooks representing himself and being so disruptive, even the judge reached a breaking point. A verdict in the trial of Daryl Brooks, accused of mowing down six people during a Christmas parade last year in Waukesha, Wisconsin. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, guilty, guilty, guilty. As the judge read guilty on all counts, a spectator yelled out. Burn in hell, you piece of Hey, you are to be removed right now. You will not do that. The verdict followed a three-week trial that saw Brooks represent himself. At times, it was like a circus. Well, I think, Your Honor, with all due respect, I think you so should show some respect. At one point, Brooks built a fort out of boxes to hide. I need the bailiffs to move the boxes away from his face. I need to be able to see him. Last week, Judge Jennifer Darrow stormed off the bench after she said Brooks was staring her down. I need to take a break. This man right now is having a stare down with me. It's very disrespectful. As a viewer, as someone sitting in the courtroom every day, it was so frustrating to have to sit and listen to the defendant interrupt the judge over and over again. This is at the top of the craziest trials that I've covered for court TV. The prosecutor spoke after going up against Brooks. We felt very, very offended by his behavior, his disrespect of the court, the decorum, the families. Um, his insulting the judge. He did everything he can except claim that the dog ate his homework. It took the jury just three hours of deliberations to return with the verdict. Guilty. Brooks remained calm. His head bowed as he listened. Guilty. Brooks could face life in prison for just one of those six murder convictions. Threats from Russian leader Vladimir Putin have made Americans more fearful of a nuclear war than they've been since the Cold War. And those jitters have led to a renewed interest in dirty bombs and fallout shelters. We took a tour of one underground bunker where time has stopped. Amber Gagliano tells us what we found. The war in Ukraine is reigniting fears of a radioactive dirty bomb, and not just in Ukraine. New York City recently released a chilling PSA on surviving radioactive fallout. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. This is Times Square, a potential ground zero for any terrorist attack on the United States. A dirty bomb exploding here could have devastating consequences, forcing the evacuation of millions of people. A dirty bomb is more like a regular conventional explosive like dynamite or TNT or something that somebody has sort of wrapped with radioactive materials with the hope that those will vaporize and contaminate. It may surprise you to know that there are designated fallout shelters in towns and cities across the United States, relics of the Cold War. Stephen Fabian found one in the basement of a public library in Passaic, New Jersey. And this served as a nuclear fallout shelter, complete with supplies and medicines and even food rations. 
from 60 years ago. Could people still come down here? It's not recommended. Uh, all the stuff we have is very outdated. These are biscuits, yes. survival biscuits. Yes. Can I pull one out? Absolutely. They look like graham crackers. Look at this. Oh, just smells like dust. Basement, right? <laughs> it smells like someone's <laughs> basement. It looks like we've got some bandages Cereal here. dressings, more surgical dressings. You have, back here you have medicines, eye, eyes and nose drops. This is actually penicillin. No. still has the cotton top in it. Look at this, penicillin tablets. Oh my yeah. gosh. Expires March 1968. These are from, uh, I believe, World War One or World War II. They're actually cots. And these are cots? Yep. So, so you'd have people lined up down here sleeping. Don't expect so, shelters okay. like this to provide oh, wow. much so protection. Oh, wow. Should you go to a fallout shelter if a dirty bomb went off? Things that say fallout shelter, say in New York City, those are old signs. They may not be good places to go at this point. Now the eight-year-old making history, becoming the youngest person ever to attempt to scale El Capitan in California's Yosemite National Park. It's a staggering challenge for anyone, especially for an eight-year-old kid. As we speak, Sam Baker is climbing El Capitan, the daunting rock face at Yosemite National Park. If he makes it, he will become the youngest ever to reach the summit. El Capitan is a sheer vertical monster higher than two Empire State Buildings stacked on top of each other. Sam took to rock climbing way early. Check out video of him at 18 months scaling the north face of his changing table. There is concern. Is Sam just too young to tackle El Capitan? Some people are shaking their heads like George is. <laughs> the National Park Service says there are 100 climbing-related accidents in Yosemite every year. Emily Harrington knows all about the risks of El Capitan. Are you feeling any tingling at all? No tingling, I'm just okay. cold. She fell during a climb in 2019. Joe Baker is with his son every step of the way. He says Sam is using a harness for safety. They spoke to GMA today during an overnight break 1,000 feet up. We still got a long way to go. We are... We are up one-third of El Capitan. It's going to be awesome, right? Yep. Good luck, Sam. We're rooting for you. We sure are. Believe it or not, Sam's middle name is Adventure. How appropriate is that? Well, it was a beach proposal that ended in disaster when the ring went flying into the sand. To find out what happened next, we introduce you to our new correspondent, Astrid Martinez. It was a picture-perfect proposal on the beach. The groom unbended knee in the sand. The bride said yes, then dives into her fiancé's arms. There they lay basking in the moment. But their joy didn't last long. It's suddenly dawning on the groom that the diamond ring is gone. I lost the ring. Yep, when the bride leaped into his arms, she knocked the ring right out of the box. Kirsten Durand and Troy Parker of British Columbia tell Inside Edition they were in a state of shock. I was trying to remain calm for his sake, and he was trying to remain calm for me as well. It was, it was a disaster. <laughs> Look, the photographer captured the ring in midair. Unbelievable. 
What should have been a fairy tale engagement at the beach turned into a desperate search for the ring. It was somewhere in the sand. They searched everywhere for it and still couldn't find it. It was mid air, so we didn't know if it went flinging into the water. <laughs> it was all hands on deck as the bride to be's sister joined in. They used kitchen colanders to sift through the sand, then a metal detector. At one point, it beeped. Would that be the ring? Nope, only beach debris. Did you ever at a point think that you would not find it? When it got really dark out, we were like, we're not gonna find this. The photographer used a photo of the ring as a roadmap to pinpoint the exact spot where the ring landed. By now, night has fallen. Using the flashlight on her phone, there it was. Out of nowhere, I just hear, I think I found it. <laughs> the photographer. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> and I'm so happy. Oh, I've got the ring. Now don't let it out of your sight. Next, the Green Goblin Gang. Sudden acts of violence. What's it really like to ride the New York City subway system these days? I've been here nearly one hour and I haven't seen a single police officer. Plus, Matthew Perry's bombshell interview his struggle with addiction. I was in a coma. And which friend star he says reached out to him most. I'm really grateful to her for that. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Inflation and crime are two hot-button topics weighing heavily on the midterm elections. And here in New York, subway attacks are of particular concern. But how dangerous is it? Lisa Guerrero spent an entire night on the subway to find out. It's chaos on the subway in New York. A gang known as the Green Goblins violently attacked two girls. Crazy violence is on the rise. This guy is lucky to be alive after being thrown on the tracks by a total stranger. I got pushed on my side before I knew what I was on the tracks. The suspect? A career criminal who served nearly 20 years for attempted murder. There have already been nine murders in the subway system this year, compared to just three in 2019 back before the pandemic. 
Today, Mayor Eric Adams pledged to dramatically increase the number of police patrols. We are strategically placing those officers during the ridership times, during what we see the crimes are taking place. We wanted to see for ourselves, so I boarded the subway at the height of rush hour and spent the entire night riding across New York. We did see lots of security cameras, but surprisingly, very few police. I'm at one of the busiest subway stations in New York City. I've been here nearly one hour and I haven't seen a single police officer. There were a handful of officers hanging around the turnstiles, but we didn't see any officers boarding the trains or patrolling the platforms where many of the violent attacks have taken place. At night, after rush hour, subway cars and platforms can be dark and isolating if you're there alone. It's the perfect place to commit a crime. At times, even in the city that never sleeps, I was alone, an eerie experience to say the least. So that's it, we're at the end of the line. We rode the subway for nine hours and we saw very little police presence, but we didn't see any violent crime. There's also a plan to install not one, but two security cameras in every New York subway car. When we come back, friends start Matthew Perry's most personal interview yet. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power the collaboration needed for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, Atlassian software is built to help keep you connected and moving together as one. It's a bombshell interview with Matthew Perry about his long battle with addiction. Friends star Matthew Perry is raw and emotional in his interview with Diane Sawyer about addiction. I was in a coma and, you know, escaped death really narrowly. He reveals that of all his co-stars from Friends, it was Jennifer Aniston who reached out the most over the years. I'm grateful to her for that. Perry says he recently celebrated 18 months of sobriety. Now I finally feel okay and feel like I've got some strength. The full interview airs Friday on ABC. Perry says he's now 18 months sober. When we come back, it's triple the cuteness. Finally today, how adorable is this? It's the cheerleading triplets. If you're happy and you know it, shout hooray. And these triplets are so cute. If you're happy and you know it, shout hooray. They do it three times. Shout hooray. Hooray for them. We'll see you next time. This is Stephen Colbert, here to talk to you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast of 
The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. For instance, if I'm talking to Tom Hanks for like 20 minutes, only 14 of that ever makes it to air because we just don't have time. And Tom's a jabberjaw. You know, he's a chatty Cathy. But it's all gold because it's Tom Hanks, and we put that on the podcast. We do. Yeah, that's value added. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts.